The opinions, subjects, and entire content of the following Health Talk radio program are presented for general information and entertainment of our listening audience. Do not use this radio program to prescribe or diagnose. The information contained herein may or may not be applicable to any individual case. All listeners to Health Talk are advised to consult a medical professional for specific advice about any individual case and not to rely solely on material presented on this or any other medical program. It's time for Health Talk. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to our midwinter health talk on the WYSL stations. We are doctorless, at least in terms of the hosts of the show this week. We have a couple spares, though, fortunately, which we'll introduce you to in just a couple of minutes. Uh, anyway, we welcome you to Health Talk, and we introduce you once again to Andrea May of Andrea's Foot Care. Hello. Hello. Good evening. And yes, we are midwinter, aren't we? Yeah, kind of like. Although, as we record this show in early February, it's not looking very wintry, but I know we'll pay for my having said that. I'm so happy. You can, you can blame me for that. And the lovely Mrs. Savage, Jay Savage, Hello. is in the studio. Hello. Yeah, wait a minute. I got the right pot up. There you go. Now say hi I now. I can say I'm live. Hello. There she is. All right. So thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, we are here with All Things Healthy uh, to help you uh, have a better life, and we thank you very much for joining us. Don't forget the podcast is always available at WYSL1040.com. If you miss any part of this program or all of it, uh, that's where you go. Uh, just find the podcast page and navigate to Health Talk, and there we are. So our monthly visit from URMC Health consists of a chat with Ted Kaufman, who is a general surgeon. Uh, we'll talk about the Noise Surgery Center and a bunch of other uh, uh, topics. Uh, Dr. Uh, Ted Kaufman, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Congratulations. You drew the short straw this month, so you get to be on the, <laughs> right. be on the radio with us here. Uh, so uh, tell us what's going on at the Noise Surgery Center that, that we, we, we wouldn't know. Okay. Well, Noise uh, in Dansville is, of course, an acute care hospital licensed for over 60 beds inpatient beds, and then uh, maybe you don't realize this, but Noise has an ambulatory surgical center in Geneseo also along the main drag there. Been there for years and years, and they have a huge addition going on the back right now for prime care as well as other specialties. I was going to ask you about that. Uh, yeah. I want to yeah, I, I focus a little bit on general surgery. That's kind of my area. And, um, and just let people know that uh, it's a very active acute care hospital and outpatient surgical center. The vast majority of our work actually these days is outpatient work. That's true across the country, I would say. And the if we're just talking about um, general maintenance of health and, and as opposed to acute illnesses such as appendicitis and so forth, um, you know, I would remind people that we have um, three active surgeons there, Brian Forsman, uh, Svetlana Udina and myself, and we actively uh, perform routine screening colonoscopies as well as diagnostic studies. And so we break colonoscopies into screening studies. That is, you know, someone who is of average risk and is 45 years of age or older. 45 years is now the, the recommended time for the first screening for someone of average risk, um, and as well as diagnostic colonoscopies. The diagnostic studies are, for instance, someone having some kind of issue in the lower GI tract. Uh, one of the most common ones, unfortunately, that we see is a bleeding problems. So, um, as well as upper endoscopies. Upper endoscopies are done for 
a variety of things, but one of the most common is people have a lot of heartburn or gastroesophageal reflux disease, known by its acronym GERD. And there's just tons of people who are on uh, acid-reducing medications and so forth. So, um, so we're we're very actively uh, doping people, uh, as as the term is in uh, in the medical field, um, really all week at both centers. I would say between the three of us, we probably perform 40 to 60 endoscopies every week. Wow, that's amazing for a relatively small hospital like that. That that yeah, uh, it uh, is. By I mean, the way, that re- a huge need. That that yeah, GERD, that I'm sorry, that GERD can be very destructive, can it? Yeah, GERD. So GERD uh, comes in a, a lot of different forms. Uh, some of it is not even actually acid reflux, and um, and the purpose of the upper endoscopy is exactly to look for the warning signs of bigger problems, as you as you indicate, Bob, like um, erosive esophagitis or even changes in the lower esophagus that can lead eventually to cells that are abnormal and shouldn't be there, um, something known as Barrett's esophagus. You might have heard that term before. What is the, what's the thing that uh, makes it difficult to swallow uh, because you've, you know, you've, you've had some kind of condition like this for a while? Uh, I guess there's a lot of different things, but um, I think what you're, what you're hinting about is maybe um, someone who might have a stricture or narrowing in their esophagus. Yeah, that, that, that I, I hear that, right. Oh, you did. I have personal yeah, experience so, with that. Okay, well, that's that's unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that. That can be very distressing because what happens is after years and years of unchecked uh, acid reflux, you can get a reaction by the lower esophagus where it kind of uh, narrows down, it scars down, and becomes smaller and smaller to the point where people begin to have some trouble swallowing some things. And as you can imagine, it tends to be bulkier things like bread or meats. Uh, not so much uh, as a problem with liquids. Uh, and then if ignored, and once in a while, unfortunately, it is ignored, it becomes suddenly a crisis. Uh, always seems to be at night. But um, and whereas people will come into our emergency room, uh, for instance, with something stuck there for six hours, 12 hours, uh, you name it. I once had a man come in from hunting camp who had something stuck there for three days. Oh, my gosh. And uh, he was actually in kidney failure because he couldn't drink any liquids or anything else. Couldn't so, get anything to go down, um, so it was a 100% occlusion. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's, yeah uh, it can be very severe. It's it's an alarming uh, condition, and I'm very glad that Dr. Howard Mussel did a great job with me uh, on that procedure. Uh, it's It's been completely corrected for many years now, but... Uh, oh, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's great to hear. Yeah. So uh, talking about, we're uh, speaking with Ted Kaufman. Uh, he is a general surgeon at URMC Noise, and he's the guy who's uh, our, our subject here during our monthly visit with URMC Noise. Uh, medical care in rural America is, oh, wait a minute, before we get to that, uh, Jay Savage, go ahead. I was just wondering how much as far as medicine is concerned, you talked about scoping. Is that the term that you're talking about? So it's Well, the- that, that's just a general term we throw around for colonoscopies and upper endoscopies, right, yeah. So is a lot of medicine now more of a pre, you know, exams and um, scoping and all that, that the the trajectory is now more about looking ahead? I'm not not exactly sure what you're asking. I I think uh, when I think of uh, colonoscopies, for instance, uh, one of the most common indications for doing the examination is to look for polyps, 
which are potentially precursors of bigger problems in the colon. Um, and then, of course, we see loads of patients who have had polyps years ago, and they're coming back for a recheck if, it, if they've demonstrated a uh, propensity to, uh, to develop them over time. Is there a spate of uh, certain uh, procedures that uh, are more common today than they might have been in the recent past, uh, Dr. Kaufman? Uh, it seems like in every discipline of medicine, there's something that's on the increase and is getting a lot of attention. Does that happen in, like, general abdominal surgery? Uh, I would say uh, in my career, I, I finished medical school over 30 years ago, and um so I've been in the game a while. I've worked uh, almost entirely in rural facilities and um, even led in resident education for years. I would say that uh, there's not a lot of progression as far as newer things since the, probably since the major leap forward was probably the advent or um, the usage of laparoscopy, so small incisions to do major surgery. Um, and now, now the uh, that's pretty well established. That's pretty much standard of care now. In other words, it would be very alarming to find out that someone had their gallbladder removed with a large incision, or uh, even the appendix actually these days is taken out with a laparoscope almost always in adults. And so, um, so it's hard to say there's something that is really taking over or taking the lead. Of course, there are commercial interest in surgery, uh, something that I think is unfortunate, uh, that is people taking advantage of um, novel techniques and sometimes applying it too broadly, and we really uh, steer against doing that. One of the, uh, if, I, if I could just talk about a quality initiative we have in sure. the entire southern tier, uh, is, is that okay? Do you have a Absolutely. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. So... Um, we uh, we started uh, almost two years ago a quality initiative for all of our surgeries, really, in the Southern Tier Hospitals, which we consider to be uh, certainly Danville, um, St. James and Hornell, and even Jones and Wellsville, and as far north as Thompson and Canandaigua. Um, and that's kind of my region as the uh, regional director for general surgery. And we started something, uh, instituted something that's well-established in the country and really around the globe called, the acronym is NISQIP. It's a National Surgical Quality uh, Program. And NISQIP looks uh, objectively at surgical cases from any institution. And there are literally hundreds and hundreds of institutions in the United States that participate in this humongous database. And these cases are chosen from various hospitals across the country and then all co-mingle together to look at averages and what expectations should be for good outcomes, poor outcomes, average outcomes, those kind of things. And, and without a quality program in any institution, you're, you're not really uh, driving a quality process. And so we thought that was super important. It's been well-established at the university level in Rochester for years and years, but we hadn't had it out in our community hospital. And so about two years ago, we were able to get the funding and the manpower, if you will, to get that going because it really requires a lot of different moving parts um, as well as the will. It just takes will to do this. Uh, and so we have that up and running. So I, I would say for our region, although not brand new, certainly that is a very – new initiative and a very important one.
uh, region. Speaking with Ted, uh, Ted Kaufman, MD at uh, General Surgeon at Noyes uh, URMC in Dansville, you would think, uh, Dr. Kaufman, that uh, the outcomes would be driven by a lot of regional and local you know, factors, uh, and a general statistic like that would be maybe perplexing. I mean, I, I just that's just my seat-of-the-pants uh, thing that occurs to me. Uh, well, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's very intuitive of you that um, local factors definitely make a difference. And the uh, without getting too far in the weeds, I can just tell you that NISQIP is a risk-adjusted database, so it does look at those factors. In other words, what's the average age of your population? What percentage of your population are active smokers? What percentage of your population has diabetes? And all of the, those things that lend itself to... Um, outcomes, uh, either positive or negative. Okay. Uh, Dr. Kaufman, I introduce you to uh, pedologist uh, Andrea May from Andrea's Foot Care. Hello. How are you this evening? Good, good. I'm fine. Thank you. So it sounds like you're doing a lot of great work with diagnostic care and the scoping you've got going on and the surgeries. You're really preventing people from having to come into Rochester for a lot of these procedures. And that's your area of focus, yes. yeah, that, that's absolutely true. I mean, uh, one thing we really try to emphasize, and I, and I would have to really attribute this also to the leadership at the university level, who, who looks out upon this network of affiliated hospitals that we have, those four that I mentioned a few moments ago, not as feeders necessarily for the main hospital in Rochester, which is strong and Highland to some extent, but uh, really looking to those facilities as uh, independent, uh, fully functioning acute care hospitals and striving to keep as much of the local care as we can in the local community. You know, the surgeons uh, that we have working down there, whether it's general surgeons, orthopedic surgeons, urologists, on and on, um, you have to remember, and I remind people this, um, the, the these people uh, they went to the same medical schools. You know they did the same training. Um, I mean I, I trained in uh, both Cooperstown and Rochester when I was a surgical trainee, uh, and I and I work with uh, people that I've known for decades really here, although I haven't worked here for decades, uh, but that I met uh, twenty twenty five years ago. And so these are the same people that work at Strong and they work out here. And actually there are some people that work in both places. We do have surgeons that work in the city a few days, and they come out to the our rural areas uh, one to two days a week and bring their uh, super specialized uh, care and skills out here. So um, repatriation is what we, the term we use, um, kind of a financial term, I think, but uh, it, it means that we're, we're taking these patients who normally would have migrated up north, and that was, that's kind of the classic model. It's this uh, wheel and spoke wheel and hub kind of spoken hub kind of system where uh, you get people from the outside and you bring them into the main center. And many medical systems still function like that. But our goal at Rochester, thanks to the vision of the leadership there, is that uh, that's going to be a failing system for us. Uh, for one reason, uh, the city is just way over capacity already. And so they really can't absorb this. The other reason is they recognize that it's not really good for the communities. It's not good for the patients. It's difficult for them to come up there, and it's really poor for the economic uh, base of these hospitals to uh, shift all this work out of there and move it up to the city. So anything that 
we can do that's appropriate to be done, we really take care of down there. So the uh, uh, management planning and foresight has really, really benefited these uh, uh, smaller hospitals in Wellsville, Dansville, uh, and uh, Hornell. That's correct, yep. And, and, and commitment. I mean, if you've been down to Hornell in the last three and a half years, you'll notice that the hospital there is a brand-new building. Uh, it was it was uh, funded from a huge state grant and supported by URMC, and it continues to do well. It's really a cornerstone of that community. I mean, it provides university-level emergency room care. Uh, we have university-level surgeons working in there, and so um, it's no it's no different than any of our other facilities you go to. When you go to Danville Emergency Room, you're you are going to be seen by a university-affiliated uh, emergency room provider. Um, so uh, things are much different than they were even 10 years ago, really. Yeah, come a long ways. Jay Savage. So I was under the impression in the past that you guys have, um, the doctors have communication, say, with, with Strong Hospital, if you wanted to call each other for whatever reason. Is that, does that uh, the case? Oh, absolutely. Our, our, uh, our uh, health record... Um, is integrated across the entire system from Wellsville to Strong. And so certainly we can call somebody up, uh, but in this modern age, <laughs> very rarely a phone call is made anymore. Um, usually if it's just, you know, you want someone to take a look at something, um, you want somebody's advice about something, or you just want to run something by them, uh, we really just send a simple, secure message in our electronic health record that has with it all the key information. It's already attached to the patient's chart and casting images so that if I, uh, for instance, message uh, Mark Orloff, who's a transplant surgeon at uh, Strong, which I do from time to time to ask him about a liver lesion I, I, that came up on a casting or, or what have you, um, I, I do it through Epic. And then he will eventually see that message and he will be able to look at it at a time that's convenient for him, look at the images, uh, dig into all the data, and then get back to me with an answer. So it's much better than, you know, 20 years ago when you'd have to call somebody up, they'd have to look for them, oh, they're busy, they'll call you back, you know, they call you back and you're busy. It's, it's a big mess. So this, this actually is uh, much better synchronized. It just seems like a medical think tank. Yeah, it is. It is. We really have all the resources and help of the university. We're very very, very tied in, if you will, to the main university. And so I'm a member of the Department of Surgery there, as are our general surgeons throughout the region. And so we all attend weekly meetings together for educational purposes. But, I, you know, I'm very closely integrated with the training program and the other surgeons up there, and there's a lot of familiarity. So, uh, so it works out well. You know, no, nobody... None of our surgeons down here, uh, from Dansville all the way to Wellsville, are distant at all, except geographically. We're we're very tied into the main center. Well, you got to provide care where the folks are. I, I'll tell you, I, for my own personal lifestyle, a doctor, uh, and of course, I've, I've been a big consumer of URMC services over the years. I lo- I love noise. Because it has that, has that community feel. You park in the small parking lot, as opposed to the giant frigid cave of the winds parking garage uh you know you don't get that you know the the giant health factory sense yeah Yeah, Uh, it's a lot easier to get to right it's like going to the grocery store i mean i'll be honest with you that's one of the reasons i love working in community hospitals too 
is because it's just so easy, you know. You just drive up, you park, you walk in, and you're working with people. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I've worked in community hospitals for decades, and one of the things I've noticed is community hospitals, like noise, uh, are tied to the community. What do I mean by that? The people working there live right outside of the hospital. They live right down the road. They live, you know, within 10 or 15-minute drive from the hospital. And they are much more dedicated, and this is my opinion, much more dedicated to the patients that come in there who not uncommonly they know or they know somebody who knows the patient. Yes. And and they're much more dedicated to the institution. And I'm going to add this in, which people always find a weird comment, but it's true. I always find that community hospitals, and I've worked in university hospitals, major medical centers. Um, um, I have full privileges. It's strong. I'm up there all the time. Community hospitals are much cleaner, in my opinion. Well, look at that. It, yeah, I, amen, brother. I mean, what, yeah. take take a look around. I mean, look, no knock on any other you know metro hospital, please. But uh, there's one that. Uh, there's one. There's one that I'm going to mention here on the air. I'm not going to mention names, but the, the initials are URMC, and uh, it uh, it was an emergency visit uh, at Highland, and I mean it was a Saint Elsewhere experience. I got to tell you. Yeah. Right. Right. No. No. I I I I hear what you're saying, and their you know their ER volume is way over the top. But, sure. Uh, but they just don't have the commitment and care and. Um, and the and the uh, ability to deliver that very personal care that we see uh, that we see at our community hospital and yeah. and you know there's concern well after the fact so what am I talking about I potentially will see somebody who's in really dire straits in the emergency room they need to have let's say some unnamed emergency operation you know we take care of it three days later I'm back in the emergency room and that nurse will ask me. Hey, how did that go the other night with so and so? You will never see that when you go to a, a hospital that has 600, 700, 800 beds, because you'll never see that person again. You'll never see that employee again. Chances are, there's just there's just uh, there's just too many people. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, a fascinating conversation, uh, Doctor Kaufman. We got to have you back on here because uh, you're, uh, you're 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 as we say in the industry here, a good talker. And and you, and you tell a good story, and I appreciate it. No, I, thanks. And, and I've been told I have a face for radio too. I don't know <laughs> ah, the the old. I don't know. One. I don't know what that means, but well, it means what you think it does, uh, Doctor <laughs> Ted. So, no, no, I'm sure. I'm sure that you're uh, you give uh, Richard Gear a run for his for his money. I'm sure. <laughs> right there, you yeah, go. Sure, sure. Well, listen. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for chatting. Where can people go to get more information on uh, the Noise Surgical Center and uh, surgery at no- URMC Noise? Well, you know, of course, the URMC uh, website. Uh, you just Google uh, University of Rochester Medical Center. It has all of our uh, affiliated hospitals on there. Um, you can just Google Noise uh, Hospital in Dansville, anything like that. would be very simple. And I wish I had a phone number that's convenient for you, but uh, anybody can find it with their smartphone or their uh, Google device. And uh, we'd be happy to uh, answer any questions you have or if you think you need to be seen. We deal with a wide variety of things uh, at Noise. It's not... It's not very compartmentalized, like it might be at a major center. So uh, just another 30 seconds of your time. Uh, besides endoscopies, which I've spoken to at length, you know, we deal with 
hernias, major abdominal problems, gallbladder disease, abdominal wall hernia, skin cancers. Uh, the list goes on. I couldn't even name everything. Sure. Um, breast diseases, et cetera. So a lot of things. Thank you very much, Dr. Koff. I appreciate you being on the program. And uh, no knock, by the way, intended on the, our friends up at Highland. They were very hard, hard, hardworking, wonderful folks up there. Yes, we went back after that. It was fantastic. Yes, and they were great. And they yeah. were mobbed at yep. that time. It was craziness. All right, more to come on Health Talk. Never know how much I love you. Never know how much I care. When you put your arms around me, I get a fever that's so hard to bear. You give me fever. If you suffer from headaches, if you're tired of putting your life on hold, popping pills for headaches that just keep coming back, listen closely. Did you ever think this could be related to your bite? It's called TMJ, and doctors Pogel and Sussman at the Center for Cosmetic Dentistry can help. TMJ can cause everything from head and neck pain to ear congestion. If this sounds like you, call the Center for Cosmetic Dentistry at 22SMILE. Put an end to the pain. See the Center for Cosmetic Dentistry today. Ready to Respond Training Services offers CPR, AED, and first aid training across Western New York and beyond. High quality training from top educators and instructors who have worked in the EMS field. For more information, call 585 281 4208 or visit readytorespond.net. Inform, engage, equip. Ready to Respond Training Services. 585 281 4208. If you are dealing with chronic pain, Dr. Sharak Patel is now available in the Southern Tier. Serving Noyes, Jones, and St. James Hospitals, Dr. Patel is an experienced pain management specialist. He offers steroid injections and many other procedures and has a special interest in the lumbar and cervical spine. Don't let chronic pain impact your quality of life. Ask your doctor for a referral or call 585-243-0150. Tutti et piede sono belle. <laughs> that means all feet are beautiful. Andrea's Foot Care makes house calls with advanced foot care services to reveal the beauty of your feet. Call 585-381-4297. Yes, we make house calls, so call 585-381-4297. Our website is andreasfootcare.com. I'm Mike Sendoma, CEO of Sports Medicine Concepts. In addition to elite sports emergency care training, we offer community CPR, Stop the Bleed, Narcan, and other training programs. Learn more from the same people the pros do. Find out more at sportsmedicineconcepts.com. Sports Medicine Concepts in the East Avon Plaza. Visit sportsmedicineconcepts.com. The Livingston County Department of Health needs volunteers for the Medical Reserve Corps. If you're an active or retired licensed health care professional or just a community member who wants to help, we need you. Put your skill and energy to work improving emergency response. Free education and training provided. Work with peers in critical settings. Make a difference in your community. Google the Livingston County Department of Health and email us, including MRC in the subject line. Or call 24 Four three seven five two four. Pod Computers, 1515 Monroe Avenue. Save more, get more at Pod Computers. Prompt on-site service for local businesses. Pod can upgrade your old, slow PC better than new. Pod Computers, 244-2240. Podcomputers.com. Health Talk. 
on WYSL AM 1040, FM 92.1, and FM 95.5 West. For truth and freedom. Avon Rochester, FM 92.1 Rochester, and FM 95.5 Spencerport. We are back in with Health Talk for February. Thanks so much for joining us, and I hope you're staying warm and safe. We have uh, Andrea May from Andrea's Foot Care and the lovely Jay Savage also in the studio with us. Uh, we look forward, by the way, to uh, the return of Dr. Ralph Viola from Eyes on Rochester and Dr. Paul Sussman from the Center for Cosmetic Dentistry. Uh, they are otherwise occupied, so we are soldiering on here on this edition of Health Talk. Next up, pleased to introduce the husband-wife team of Dr. Robin Graber and Dr. Donald Londorf, an instructor in emergency medicine at Emory. Uh, Dr. Londorf's board certified in integrative medicine and is licensed in acupuncture. Uh, later in his career, he opened a Chinese medicine practice, but you don't have to go to China to get it. Uh, Dr. Graber is a chiropractor with specialty training in network spinal. She has a holistic family wellness practice here in Rochester. The two own and operate Inner Sage Healing Arts Center in Pittsburgh. We welcome you, folks. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for uh, coming to. Who's going to go first here? Who are we going to talk to? What's your What's your pleasure? I guess it depends on the question. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I, I just have specialties of knowledge on this topic. Uh, let's see here. So, um, how about the energy enhancement system? I want to hear about the energy enhancement yeah, system. This is this, and this is part of your practice in, in Pittsburgh. Yes. So, okay. this is a service that we have been offering since November of last year. And the energy enhancement system is basically a system that offers technology that generates different energy fields that are life-sustaining and health-enhancing for people. So it's it's about as easy as it gets. You go in the room, there's technology there that is creating all these um, energetic fields and those are feeding into your body in a good way as opposed to you know other types of energies that we're surrounded by including emf and radio frequencies so this is a way for your body to recharge in a very passive active way i guess it's a way to to put it electromotive force is what that stands for emf it's what it's what uh, makes electricity move and do its job so uh in, in what form is this administered to the patients, doctor? So we have 12 screens in a room. So you're going in a big room. There's really lovely recliners and sofas in a room. It's dimly lit. There's some frequency music playing in the background. You'll see 12 screens when you go into the room. There are computer screens that are generating different light particles that are colliding in the room. You don't really see it with your visual spectrum, but it's there. It's interacting with your energetic field in your body. And then there are, behind that are other computers that are generating different uh, magnetic and energetic fields, including scalar fields, which are kind of like Tesla-like technology. And those are fields that help our bodies to regenerate their cells, decrease inflammation, improve mood, improve sleep, uh, balance your brain. So there's so many different benefits of this particular technology and this particular energetic field as opposed to regular energetic fields that we're exposed to, like cell phone radiation and cell towers and those kind of things. So if somebody comes in for a session uh, in your place, what? how long does a treatment session last? Anywhere between um, one hour until as long as you want. I mean, many people in the, in the technology has been around since um, 
1996 out of Golden, Colorado, the first uh, center. And since that time, it's been brought into um, many people with means. So people who have corporations, head of corporations, military, um, royalty. Tony Robbins had it in his house. You know, they usually would sleep in the unit. So you're sleeping, what, eight hours, 10 hours every single night. So as long as you want to be in there, you can be in there. We would say the minimum would be one hour, preferably two hours. And ideally, you want to sleep. And if you don't sleep, then at least rest, meditate, pray, you know. And, and Andrea has been experienced that. So what was it like? When I walked in, I immediately could feel the room and feel the energy. It was like walking through a waterfall of sparkles. And having been in the, the room for several hours, I can actually feel it when I am with Dr. Don having an acupuncture session or when I'm with Dr. Graber for chiropractic care. I can feel that energy in those rooms as well. And one thing that neither one of you know about, I was at reception desk one day, and a woman came out of EES, and she left. She came about 15 minutes later. She came back, and she said to the lovely receptionist, Nikki, Nikki, I left my glasses here. This is the second time I've walked out without my glasses. I need glasses, but not after I've been in the energy enhancement room. She went 15 minutes down the road, didn't realize she did not have her eyeglasses on. It's amazing. Yeah, this this technology has such a, a positive effect on the brain. And balancing the brain, it can bring you into what they call theta brain waves in seven minutes if you let it. That's the healing brain wave state. But we're seeing testimonials from people all over with macular degeneration that are getting their eyesight back. Granted, they're putting in like 50 hours, 60 hours in the unit. Is that dry and wet? Both I'm types? not sure. I'm not sure about that. Because I, I, I guess, I think the kind that you want to have is dry. I think wet is much more debilitating. I think just getting your eyesight back is a win. Yes, no that's, matter what that's, you the, have. that's the thing. <laughs> so, uh, Andrea May, now you've had experience with this. Yes. Give us a little word picture of what happens when you go into the energy enhancement system. You walk into this lovely room, as they said, it's set up with these beautiful chairs or a futon if you want to lie down. And the screens are all around the room. There are 12 screens, and all these beautiful colors are rotating on the screen. There are affirmations written there, which I can't read, but you can feel the effect of just this positive energy. Like I said, I felt like I was uh, surrounded by sparkles. So this is not some kind of... I don't know, magic screen. I don't mean that no. to, to be derogatory. It's a monitor. It's just, just a regular computer screen, right? Correct. Okay. Is that on the website so you can see? Because Andre was showing us those, what that, that actually Those are the pictures that you've seen okay. on the website. Okay. So the screens are basically, you know, you could buy those at Best Buy. Yeah, and there's regular sure. computer screens. No, nothing special about them. No. no. Okay. But they're generating different colors, and colors obviously have different frequencies, and those your body interacts with. So the color stream is very important in terms of connecting with, you know, if you're familiar with chakra systems or different energetic systems in the body, they're connecting with that particular aspect of your, your health and healing. Uh, the, the computers in the background are generating very different types of frequencies. So it's just think of it as wireless charging for your body. This is where science meets mind, body, and spirit and gives you the best opportunity to recharge, you know, because most people are doing all the right things for their healing, but they're not getting the results that they want because they're lacking the fuel 
to do the work that they need to do. Interesting. Andrea, continue with your uh, your narrative, please. There's in the room you kind of chill out. The lights are dim. There are beautiful plants there, and it really is sort of a zen, peaceful experience. If you bring any negativity or anxiety in, you can't hang on to that. It just melts right off you. So it's a very peaceful experience. If for no other reason you want to go there to meditate, it's very calming. People who might have trouble meditating will go right into this beautiful, peaceful state. It's very calming. We have the uh, husband-wife team of Dr. Robin Graber and Donald, uh, Dr. Donald Londorf uh, with us, and uh, they own and operate Inner Sage Healing Arts Center in Pittsburgh. Where is that located? Where is that? Is that like Schoen Place? Or? We're in the, in the pickle factory in Schoen Place. Oh, okay. Just outside of it. All right, got it. So what's uh, – did you have something? Oh, I was just saying – Andrea was saying that – so there's the space that she's talking about, but she was also saying while you're getting treatments by either one of or both of these fabulous folks – um, you feel the energy in the room. So talk about when you were when you go. There's another gentleman that's there sometimes, and Robin's like, "Whoa, she was working on you both at the same oh, time." Oh well, that's in when when Robin is doing her chiropractic services. She works on more than one person in a room, and depending on who's in there, there's uh, Doug, who's been there for a while, and when he's in the room. When I'm in there, we can feel each other's energy and we're tossing energy around. So Inner Sage Healing Arts Center has a lot of great positive vibe going on. And the energy enhancement system is uh, is really beyond words. It's hard to describe it. And as my husband said, there are a lot of things in science that's, that people will say, this cannot work. And yet it does. Well, there are some people in medicine who say chiropractic doesn't, you know, I mean, you remember that that was not that many years ago that people had that attitude towards chiropractic. Now, uh, Dr. Londor, let me ask you, now you're, you're licensed in Chinese medicine too. Correct. So does, does this, uh, and then there, you have a background in integrative medicine. Does that mean that you integrate these two, uh, these two disciplines, uh, Chinese medicine and, uh, this, uh, energy, um, I'm sorry. I don't have the sheet in front of me. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Energy, Energy enhancement system. system. Yes. Sorry about that. I, I, I'm, on the, I'm on the learning curve here, so I, I, I need the I need my teleprompter. I think we're excited to bring this because it's we're the only center in Rochester to offer this service. Uh, the next places are probably. Uh, I think Bath is Bath, New York, Buffalo, maybe Buffalo. The, the closest but ones. Did did the two work together, the Chinese yes. medicine and this? Yes. How, how does that happen? I think kind of what we were saying is like a lot of people are trying to do the right things. They're doing massage, they're doing chiropractic, they're doing their regular medicine, they're doing their surgeries, they're doing their medications, their supplements, their nutrition. They, you know, they, they try everything and they get to just a certain point in their healing process and then they just stall. And a lot of times if I do Chinese pulses on people, which is part of our diagnostics, it kind of like a spreadsheet of how your energy is configured in your body. We find that there's a lot of deficiencies in people's energy. And certainly we've seen this at post-COVID. I mean, a lot of people are just fatigued or brain fogged or just not functioning well. They can't quite bounce back. So those are issues where there's energetic problems. And then the system, it doesn't replace chiropractic or, or other modalities or even acupuncture, but it just adds a different flavor to the mix. So now we have something else to add to the mix where we can actually 
see if we can get people moving forward again in terms of their healing. So it, it complements very well with what we do. Everything we do at InterSage is energy-based, whether it's nutrition, chiropractic, acupuncture. Everything relies on the basic philosophy that the body can heal itself. It has the energy to balance itself and regulate itself, but sometimes it needs a little nudge. So the energy enhancement system is a great nudge. It's just a really an extra tool that we have at our disposal. Like a force multiplier for Chinese medicine, perhaps? Is that a fair way to put it? Dr. Graber. It's actually, it's a force multiplier for everybody, no matter what it is, and for animals as well, children, pregnant women, um, people who are having anxiety, people who are just having trouble sleeping, people who are going through active disease processes, whatever that is, for whatever reason, people who just need to chill out, because that's pretty much pretty, everyone's really wired right now and i think then it's making it difficult for them to get into a healing state there's a lot of controversy a lot of conflict there's a lot of conflict and it and that that yeah. that has a cumulative effect stop. on people it's not good it's not but this when you go into the room you literally chill out i've seen people go in stressed out and one hour later they are just smooth skinned and they're glowing and they're smiling <laughs> it looks so relaxed but and that's really it we need to get into a different state to heal Andrea told me that uh, you, somebody told you after you had a session, you looked 10 years younger. <laughs> they or was did. That, oh, somebody, not just somebody. Yes. When I came out, Dr. Robin and Dr. Dom looked at me like, oh, my gosh, go look in the mirror. Look at your face. Um, it was like the fountain of youth going in there. I, would have, uh, I needed to chill out, and I did. I was in there for two hours my first time. It was heaven, and I look forward to getting back there again and again. It goes fast. It does. Yeah. That two hours time, seems like time, half an hour. You time warp when you're in there. Yes. Do you guys get that a lot from your uh, from your patients? Oh, yeah. I can't wait to come back. Oh, yeah. Can I book another session oh, right now? Not only that, they come in, can I, can I stay an extra hour? Yeah. I'm coming back with my, 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 my husband. Family, I'm bringing my, my family. I'm bringing my friends. My friends. Yeah. <laughs> really? Bring coworkers. They come so, as a posse. <laughs> but I'm thinking it's so you got some in mind, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> you are you come. Oh, How late are you? Oh. <laughs> Are you open seven? So, um, I think it's Saturday. Oh, we yeah. missed it today. Monday through Saturday until um, seven. Well, they're on the radio now, so that's getting a little tough. <laughs> right. So, but here's the thing they're both chillax. So you're in the space because it's in the building, not just yeah. in that one location, with, like Andrea said, when you're yes. getting treatments from either of you. So it's, but you both look like. Ooh, just fine. It's good. Everything's good. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're all like <laughs> 10,000 watts over here. I, w- I want to go back and talk a little bit more about Chinese medicine here, too, uh, with uh, Dr. Londorf, because this is now this is a, a discipline you've been in, in, interested in and involved in for a long time. What, what the, There are different types of medicine in the world. And in this country, we have been conditioned to accept, you know, the... Uh, uh, the pharmaceuticals, the big teaching hospitals, the, the ten, tends to be somewhat rigid. Uh, and other disciplines work on the human body in a different way. Talk to us a little bit about that and, and why that's much more effective for at least some patients. It's effective, more effective than Western medicine. That's my background. I went to medical school. I went to McGill. I did... Um, internship, residency. I did the emergency medicine residency. I worked in trauma centers pretty much in my early career. It's not that I didn't believe in medicine when I made my change. I just decided I wanted to work with people in a different kind of way. So 
you know, you're limited in a, in a model that allows you only, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes of interaction with the person. To when they're not to even, the, the practitioner's not even looking at you. He's looking at, well, at they're the screen. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and insurance is telling you what you do. Uh, but Chinese medicine, for me, was a win. I mean, it's really a, a nice way to look at people because now we're looking more holistically at how... Um, so basically, I'm looking at people as energy beings occupying their physical body. I'm interested in how they're living their lives through the management of their life force, their vital energy. We call that qi in Chinese medicine. So we want to see – it's kind of like an energy grid. We want to see, you know, is the grid on? Are there, like, places where it's not functioning correctly? What systems are weak? Which ones are strong? Which ones are excessive? Which ones are not playing nice together? So we kind of get a sense of, you know, when we go through the medical history, we'll, you know, basically distill it into like these energy patterns that the people are working with. And that's really where we make the interventions. So okay. it's kind of going to the root cause instead of always treating symptoms. Did, did there come a time when you had just kind of an epiphany about this, when all of a sudden Chinese medicine had this, uh, this appeal? Well, what I'm getting at is you talk to any medical practitioner, and I'm assuming this is probably true of both of you as well, is you want to make people better. You want to you, you want to promote health. You want to fix people so they can have a great life. And the the way that the medical profession is structured these days is you alluded to it. It's driven by government. It's driven by insurance companies. Uh, it's all about money. It's all about volume. Uh, and uh, how many people out there in the radio audience right now have had a sit down with a doctor uh, where you you didn't feel rushed, and the the doctor was looking at you, and was taking care of you, and was at, listening to you, and not just trying to you know you feel like you're on an assembly line, mm-hmm. and get, you know get out of my uh, practice now so I can get on to the next patient, and so. Obviously, that's not the kind of thing you encounter in Chinese medicine, I'm assuming. No, you have to take the time. I mean, you can't figure out the root cause of things, whether it's emotional, spiritual, intellectual, or physical, you know, by rushing through and just kind of treating people like a a car and a set of different body parts. You have to really look at the emotional impact of their lives from the time we're born to the age we're now, every thought we've had, every emotion we've had, every life experience that we've had has shaped our energy body, which shapes our physical body. So you have to look at that whole process of where people have been in their lives, what experiences they've had with illnesses or challenges they've had, and also what's been going on in their lives. So all of that is very relevant to their healing because healing is an inside job. You know, it's not something that mm-hmm. I do to people. I just right. redirect, coax, nudge, you know, give different, you know, an acupuncture treatment is essentially a download of instructions. You know, I'm giving people specific instructions to follow in terms of their energy body, and then we see if they want to do that or not. So, but, but you have these, the modality is these needles that you kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ease into the person right. and in strategic spots. So how how does that how does that help the patient? I'm just wondering what the you know what the mechanical function is. I guess. So your body is very smart. You know, we talked about this. You know, your body can heal itself. It regulates itself. It controls itself all the time. So what we're tapping into is your energy matrix, your energy grid. So it's kind of like flipping the light switch over there. The light goes over here. So. You know, the wiring is all there. These are the meridians, the pathways that we work with. So when we put a needle in the body, your body, you know, is going to immediately recognize what energetic organ system we're working with, what meridian we're tapping into, what function we're trying to trigger. So when we combine these different points, you know, that we're needling during the treatment, 
it's giving your body a very specific set of instructions to follow. And then your body hopefully makes the adjustments and start going in a different direction. Okay. So th- is there like a map of the body uh, that, you, that you use that, uh, you know, you use the needles in a certain uh, area of the, of, the, of the patient? Correct. So we have our own anatomy for that sake, energetic anatomy in the map. You know, there are ley lines in the body that we follow. Those are the columnar meridians. So those are the ones that we tap into with the needles. So we're basically regulating the flow of chi, the flow of energy in the body. Is this analogous to chiropractic? Because in chiropractic, I mean, I know it's a, obviously it's a different mode of treatment. But is there a way, uh, Dr. Graver? Just jump in here. Yeah. I'm right, I'm right yeah. here. Yeah, I'm just, right here. Just, just push the – she needs a microphone to talk into her. She, we're not going to hear what she has to say. But, again, this is all about kind of like plotting the territory of the human body, right, and manipulating it in a certain way. Can you describe – obviously, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's, see, folks? You get honesty on health talk. I'm telling you. Does know because she's been seeing her for 20 years. <laughs> right. Well, I can, let's, let's talk right. to the doctor first yeah, and then no, we'll no, no, talk saying. to the patient. Right, right. So, there, yeah, traditional chiropractic is really centered around structurally adjusting the spine, the spinal bones, or working with the muscular system in order to allow the bones to move back into alignment so that there's proper nerve flow. It's all about proper nerve flow. It always has been and always will be. So, you want to make sure that the messages from the brain can get to the body cells. Proper, properly telling it what to do, and then the body cells can tell the brain what it's doing, and everybody knows what it's doing, and we're all coordinated, and everything works. So if there's um, any type of uh, physical event, like a, a car accident or falls, um, sports injuries, weightlifting injuries, twisting injuries, dancing injuries. Any way you can get hurt. Something that knocks your body around. You can knock the spinal vertebra out of alignment. And that can create nerve interference. And those nerves are going to organ systems. So those organ systems are now getting a decreased flow of energy to them, and they're not able to work right. So if you just... Energy, is that blood flow? No, energy. Energy. Information and energy. Yeah, blood flow is separate. But blood flow follows as well. So if you're talking about GERD, as we were talking about with the other doctor, um, if you're not getting the proper amount of... Uh, energy signals to the stomach, the stomach is not going to be able to do its job while it's got food in there and it's not going to work properly. Same thing with the intestines, same thing with the kidneys, same thing with the liver and so on and so on. So chiropractors get in there and they structurally adjust to reset the joint so that the nerve flow is freed up so that the organs can function properly. What I do is another step to the left, which is I'm working more with the nervous system directly first. Because when we work with the nervous system first, many times the body or the spine can self-correct. And I do that with my special technique called network with very light touch contacts at certain areas of the spine that really speak to the brain to relax the nervous system and allow flow to be restored. And when flow is restored, as we were just talking, it's restored through the spinal system. It's restored to the muscular system. Muscles relax. Spinal bones go back into place. And many times the body will self-correct. So let's uh, let's take a little bit uh, uh, closer look at this uh, this network. Uh, the, the this is a new discipline. Is this some, something that you know? You think of a chiropractor and you think of them kind of, it, it, pardon the expression, but kind of manhandling you around, <laughs> like 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 the like a, like a like a, a a movie character. I remember who really got into a Vietnam veterans. Uh, 
uh, you know, body with, and he had this total recall of experiences in combat. And he said, yeah, I had to get in there kind of deep. That's Hollywood, of course, obviously, so not to be believed. But I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how, how you manipulate, what's, what's the, how do you do the manipulation of the body? How, how do I do everybody, the thing? Is everybody having a good time in the studio? I'm trying to ask a question. How, how do I do the thing? Yeah. yeah. How do yeah. you do the thing that you do? How do you do that thing you do? Yeah, I, I actually, I want to just mention I do a number of things. So one of the things that I do is called network spinal care, and that's very light touch, literally. Light, like put your finger on your eyelid, just touch that. That's how light it is. How does that adjust the spine? It doesn't. It talks to the nervous system. So network specifically talks to the nervous system, which is your brain, and, to, and ask the brain to relax, reset, pay attention, and then reestablish a different energy flow through the system. Okay. so Chiropractic so, yes. uses a structural adjustment, either by hand or with a tool. Sometimes we have these little adjusting tools that we So network use. spinal is not chiropractic? It is... A step to the left of chiropractic. To the left. You can use it with it, and you can use it by itself. So okay. I tend to use it both ways. For many people, I can use it all by itself, and I never have to structurally adjust. For many other people, I do have to structurally adjust, but I don't need hardly any force, like what you were describing. No, we don't do that. <laughs> okay. I, I, I would like nobody to do that. That would be great. Um but many times we don't, not only do I not need to use much force, but you don't need to adjust too many areas because the body is just prepped and ready and relaxed and receives, and it's a very non-traumatic approach. Dr. Robin Graver is uh, with us here in studio along with her husband, Dr. Donald Londorf. So it, it, what's the procedure? How a uh, chiropractic patient comes into your office, how do you diagnose them? Just talk to them? Uh, no. Well, of course I talk to them. <laughs> no, I said just talk to them. But they, uh, there's more, more to it than that. We do, we do a very extensive history. We do some diagnostic testing. I do my evaluation, and I, I check the spine, and I see what's happening, and then I put it all together and then give a report and kind of go through the steps of what I found, and this is what's going on. And it's usually a different approach. I'm not diagnosing a condition. I'm looking to see, just like what, what Dr. Londorf was saying, just where is their flow, where is their function, where are we missing it, what needs to be um, up-leveled, you know, reset, uh, Generally requiring uh, several visits, I'm, I'm assuming, to get things back uh, where they need to be? Depends what's going on. So, sure. So small, small kids... Um, People who are coming in for actual just wellness, they don't have anything going on. They don't need as many visits. People who have a lot of spinal degeneration or a lot of breakdown in the system, yeah, they're going to be there for a little while. But it took them decades to get there in the first place. So you want to give them a few months. Back to Andrea May. Your, your experience with chiropractic. Tell us about it. It's amazing what Dr. Robin does. I tend to have a a short leg, which most people do, and mine will cause me some pain. So I will walk in there, and sometimes my leg will be a quarter inch shorter than the other one will be of the other. And Robin uses her gentle touch. And just through gentle touch, no pulling, no tugging, no cracking or twisting, the leg will come down. 
and then she can work on me once everything is sort of evened out, I guess it would be. Then she can go and start working through my whole spine and talking to me. Yeah, and actually the leg is short because there's tension in the spinal tissues. So as we relax the spinal tissues, the leg naturally comes down. So that is the treatment. That's, it's, it, it's part of it, and it can be all of it. And the pain goes away. <laughs> Fantastic. And I would imagine then the stress goes away as well because there's not the pain. Jay. Oh. oh, I thought you were mean. <laughs> well, I had a lot going on. But I was wondering, I wanna, when you guys are making a portable system for the at-home or radio station. Do it, do it yourself for chiropractic? No, 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 with the wave thing. The energy enhancement. The energy enhancement. I want their your portable they have, units. They have a portable unit. It's called, it's a, called cube. a cube. Because I want to come. That, well, let's and you go. can just you can take it around with you wherever you go. Go in the back oh, of the transmitter what, room what, during what the daytime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that you can talk about the medallions, Doctor? We, we have two minutes can left. We have two minutes left. Okay. Yeah. Do, why, why don't we get no. some uh, contact information here? So uh, let's see. How do you want to do this? You want? Should we talk about the uh, Inner Sage Healing Arts Center first? Like where you are and what hours you're open and how to contact you. Sure. So, I mean, all, all of our businesses are in the Intersage Healing Arts Center. And we're located in the Pickle Factory in Pittsburgh, New York. The number, I guess if you want to reach us directly, it's 585-383-8833. 585-383-8833. And if you want to um, take a look at our all the different businesses, including the energy enhancement system, you can just go to innersagehealingarts.com, and it's all there. Okay, and that includes the chiropractic, uh, chiropractic practice and, nutrition, uh, and the Chinese uh, medicine. And, yep. uh, all right. Well, I'm trying to find well, – I'm talking to you at the same time. I'm trying to find the uh, closing theme here. Bob, maybe you could play it in the control room because uh, we're running out of time here. But we want to thank you both for coming in. And it's uh, – I, I apologize for – uh, not being more facile with questions, but it's kind of hard to hard to uh, you know uh, come up with questions. We're, we're a little bit different. It, it's it is a little bit different. But we want to thank you for listening to uh, Health Talk, uh, Doctor Ralph Viola. Uh, we hope uh, to have him back here at least uh, by April or thereabouts. Uh, Doctor Paul Sussman uh, as well, and we thank you very much for listening to Health Talk on the WYSL stations. 